Welcome to Get the Scope, the podcast for current and aspiring nursing and midwifery students with Scarlett and Caitlin. Here at Get the Scope, we'd like to acknowledge and show our respects to the Kulin Nation, who are the traditional custodians of the land on which we're recording today. We'd like to pay our respect to all First Nations peoples, past, present and future, and acknowledge that we are recording on stolen land and that sovereignty was never ceded. Hello my gays, girls, theys and everyone in between and welcome back to 2022's first interview. I'm really excited. Today I'm joined by Han from The Breakthrough Nurse. Hannah's mission is to help nurses, healers and empaths to master and become the queens of their minds and their lives so they can show up as their most authentic, grounded, centred and confident selves. Hannah's work revolves around many different areas including traumatic situations, shift work, understaffing and hospital policies. What I love about Han's work is that she really empowers people to accept and acknowledge their life experiences and emotional events that impact the work that they have and the health care that they provide other people. She is an incredible person and the work that she does is so important and I really needed to hear this conversation and I'm so thankful that we have people like Hannah in this world. I'm going to jump straight into the episode, so enjoy. Hello and welcome to another episode of Get the Scope. Today we are joined by Han. Han is from The Breakthrough Nurse and we are so excited to have her here. So welcome and hello. Hello, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. I'm really excited as well. I think the the work that you do and which we'll get into is so important and I think in particular in today's day and age. So I'm very excited to dive in. Um, Can you tell our listeners how your nursing career started? Yes. So it sounds so cliche, but I kind of always knew I wanted to be a nurse. So I remember being in like a phys ed class and my friend had the ball thrown in his face and he got like a blood nose. And while all the other girls were like, "Ew, that's so gross. I was like, oh my God, are you okay? Like want to get the tissues and like wanted to help him out and just was so drawn to being of service in that way. So I uh, went straight to uni after finishing high school and studied my registered nursing. Then I started my career at one of Perth's busiest hospitals in 2014. So I did my grad year there and I started in general medical, which was interesting, bit of a baptism by fire. There was so much to know and I felt very out of my depth. And then I moved on to neurosurgeon trauma which again was a bit of a baptism by fire, but was really good experience. And yeah, I'm so grateful for that. And then I've been nursing for seven years now. Amazing. That's so incredible. In terms of your specialty areas, like what kind of um, wards and things have you branched out in that seven years? Yeah. So after the grad year, I then stayed in the same hospital and went to um, orthogery rehab, Um, And then that morphed into a bit of a general medical ward again. Um, And after that, I, about three and a half years in, I got a bit sick of the shift work and there was so many changes happening in the Perth health health system because we were getting a new hospital built. And then that was really interesting. And then I had been practice nursing ever since. And then I moved into being in my business full time uh, early last year. So working with nurses now, as opposed to 
as one. Yeah, interesting. I love, yeah, so that kind of um, flows on to what you do now, which is, can you explain how the Breakthrough Nurse began and I suppose the work that you do? Yeah, absolutely. So the Breakthrough Nurse really was born from my own journey with my mindset and mental health struggles, not only throughout uni, but, you know, my grad year and my years as a nurse. So really, if you go back to probably the beginning of uni, I always struggled with anxiety and low moods and never really feeling good enough, like constantly doubting myself. And really, I found it a struggle to, you know, show up as my confident self on pracs. And I was so, I was just fearful of everything really. And I was really worried about what other people thought of me. And I kind of felt like, how am I ever going to be a good nurse? Like, how am I ever going to do this and deal with everything that comes with this job? So I tried so many different things to really try and help me move forward over like the course of years, you know, trying to get rid of these old limiting beliefs and things that were coming up that were holding me back. So I actually, after a long time, stumbled on a coach, a mentor who worked with the subconscious mind, which is actually the deeper part of us. So the subconscious is like 95% of our brain and it really controls how we think how we act how we show up all of our memories are stored there all of our emotional patterns our thought patterns so all these things were were coming from my subconscious from my past and from my childhood and everything that had happened during my lifetime and so we worked with that deeper part and through like a series of processes and breaking through like the old layers of me my old limitations and everything really started to shift and I started to feel more and more and more like I could just be who I was without all this mental chatter going on and I really had such a deep profound shift after working with her that I was like what did she do like I'm so Mm. interested in what actually happened so I started to get really curious about the modalities that she used and I started to look into them and I had the opportunity to fly to Sydney to study. So to study neuro-linguistic programming, timeline therapy and um, become like a master mindset coach. So I did that and I integrated my nursing experience with that and saw, you know, I looked around and saw the common problems that were happening with my colleagues and with my friends and it's like we were all collectively going through similar stuff and I just saw such a need for, you know, the the deeper work and a space for that. So the Breakthrough Nurse now has evolved into really a brand on a mission to empower nurses and modern day healers and empaths to be able to release their limiting beliefs and learn how to truly love themselves and to really care for themselves on that deep deep level you know not like the fluffy stuff like the face masks and the bubble bars <laughs> although we love that it's really about getting to the root cause of things and working from there so you can feel empowered just as you are you know you can be the queen of your mind and you can feel like you can take on the world because as you know like nursing is a hectic job and what it tends to do is bring up our internal stuff our internal triggers our internal traumas 
And if we are not dealing with those, then it makes the job even harder than it already is. So mm. that's kind of the journey up until now of, of the breakthrough this. What an empowering journey. I love the, and I think this is something in healthcare that you learn as you go, but in order to give back, and that's why a lot of people get, get into nursing is because they want to give that nurturing self to other people. It, it, it involves a level of self-love first in order to empower other people. And that sounds like maybe a nutshell of what you went through and what I think all of us need yeah. to go through as health professionals. It is such a common yeah, experience. Yeah, absolutely. You briefly talked about, I suppose, um, the common experience in healthcare, which can um, lead to things like emotional fatigue, compassion fatigue, and um, our little buzzword, which is burnout, which is huge at the moment. Can you, and yeah, that is, I guess, what healthcare at, is at a tipping point now. Are you able to just talk through, I guess, those common experiences in healthcare? Yeah, absolutely. So quite a taxing job in in every sense, you know, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. And over the past two years, that has been heightened even more. You know, we've seen the rise of burnout, of compassion, fatigue, reach new levels. So really compassion, fatigue and burnout have very similar symptoms. Compassion fatigue is really experienced by those mostly who are empathetic and nurturing which a lot of people in the healthcare industry are that's why they're attracted to this role and this job and really you absorb others emotions easily so it occurs from frequently being in traumatic situations at work like hearing traumatic stories from your patients and constantly giving out your nurturing energy and not pouring enough back into yourself so if you imagine like our day is like a battery bar with 12 bars in it if you're giving 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 and not recharging yourself pretty soon there's going to be nothing else for you to give and you know the common experience for compassion fatigue is getting to that point where you feel kind of numb where you feel like well I don't have any more fucks to give I don't have any more left in me to be able to give out and burnout happens over a longer period of time and it's actually the result of that chronic like workplace stress and then the pressures not being successfully managed. So everything we experience emotionally takes a toll on our nervous system and it does actually build up if you don't have the tools to move through the emotion that you feel as well as release the stress from your nervous system. So common things that you may start to experience if you're walking down the path of compassion fatigue and burnout are feeling like really easily triggered and feeling resentful and frustrated at not only work but also in your personal life not being able to focus and feeling like emotionally heavy like you're carrying the weight of the world on your shoulders feeling kind of distant from your life feeling irritated you know you might get home and your partner might want to see how your day was and you just might shut down and be like I just don't have energy for anyone else you know those sorts of things so it really does affect every area of your life yeah definitely I mean I think um 
they're really heavy emotions to be dealing with and I think what is maybe more common or what something that's happening more often now is that students are feeling this way and I think my cohort are in a very unique experience with having gone through the pandemic and studying through it and also I guess a lot of the solutions um, have been to employ students and so a lot of us are in this workplace so we're juggling I mm. guess seeing this burnout firsthand studying it and knowing oh my god this is the beginning of my career and I think that a lot of what you're saying a lot of I think are common symptoms of what people are experiencing and I guess what kind of important skills as a student do you think it's is to learn about navigating those sort of feelings and this sort of environment yeah yeah 100 and this is like the stuff that I wish I was taught in uni it's so crazy that we're not given you know even some sort of heads up about the emotional toll of of this job and this role so I think first up is having like a fierce mindset and the internal tools available to work through emotion and being compassionate with yourself is so important so really like the more you know yourself the more you're able to pour into yourself at a deeper level and the more ease you will have navigating the chaos of being in this role so some examples are like before you leave the house each day I would 100% pour into yourself first. So it always surprises me the amount of people who just wake up, get on their phone, get in their routine and then go. And when we do this, we're literally living out our past experiences from the day before and the day before and the day before. So we really need to pour into ourselves. and having a morning ritual that sets you up for the day and really connects you to yourself is so, so important. So for example, this could look as simple as waking up, doing a meditation and some journaling, setting your intentions for the day, just having that time to connect in with you, you know, notice how you're feeling. Don't avoid those feelings and emotions and thoughts that are coming up, like delve into them deeper so that you can understand yourself at that deeper level. I would also say like, do this as close to when you wake up as possible. Our subconscious mind is most open and permeable in the morning, just as we're waking up and then in the evening. So you really want to use that time to get to the deeper parts of yourself, but also pour into yourself and start to really rewire yourself to who you want to become. The other thing is prioritizing your movement and nourishment and it sounds so simple like we all know that when we eat good food and we move we feel good but it's so much more than that when you have good nutrition and you're moving your body you're actually moving energy and you know everything is energy emotion is energy and motion and so if you've got a good routine for your physical body that will just give you a baseline foundation of feeling good just as you are the other thing is setting solid boundaries is really important so boundaries with yourself boundaries with the people in your life is so so important to really allow yourself the space to thrive and to flourish and I would also say like having a post shift wind down ritual whether that is you know a walk in nature or like grabbing your journal and doing like a brain dump of the day just getting it out of your brain dancing to your favorite song like 
no one's watching or doing some breath work. Like you need to learn how to regulate your nervous system and reduce the stress wherever you can. These are all amazing and great tips. And I think that I love this pouring back into yourself kind of mantra that you preach. And I I love um, the kind of like goal of that is to know yourself better, to know like you talk about all these different self-help tools, but it's like, I guess, exploring yourself to then work out what actually serves me best. Like I know some things that you've said, like journaling is a big one in my life. I love journaling. I use it as a therapeutic tool and dancing I love to dance and I, that's like my that. energy let out and I I've explored myself enough I guess not enough there's always growth always room to explore yourself further but I think um they were two things that really stood out for me that I don't do when I'm in a really bad mental health space and so yeah I guess what kind of skills then would you have for people to I feel like sometimes when you're in those mental health bubbles, it's really hard to remember what to reach out for and what kind of skills you already know or tools you have in place to then get yourself better. Like, I don't know, are there any skills or any tips on how to access them? Yeah, absolutely. I think when you're in a bit of a funk and you're feeling not great, like the last thing we want to do is like pour into ourselves because we're like, oh, this is so hard or this is really annoying like why can't I just feel better so I think the first thing is like being compassionate with yourself and just knowing that like even if you just shower and change your clothes and you know go for a walk for the day that's amazing I think a lot of people put so much pressure on themselves to be so productive they don't actually allow themselves to rest which also can create these funk days because your body and your mind just goes nuts But in terms of being in that space, I would just think, okay, I would ask myself, well, what's one thing I can do right now that will help me feel a little bit better? Maybe it is, you know, grabbing your journal. Maybe it is, um, it might even be putting on a movie and just watching a movie and just allowing yourself to be. Like if you create the space and ask yourself the right questions, you always get your own answers through but I think the the main thing is just to be kind to yourself and to know that it's okay to have those days. And the more you resist feeling that way, the more it's going to show up. So allow yourself to feel it, allow your emotions to move through you and then start again tomorrow. Yeah. So it's not reaching a point of like perfection, but it's almost like moving yeah. through them. And I think having compassion for yourself, I think that's a really great, tool and advice because as healthcare workers we have so much compassion for the people around us that we sometimes need to put that mirror up and reflect that compassion we have for other people and I guess have it for ourselves really yeah 100% I wanted to talk about as well like being a student and you touched on how you felt as a student which is um how I guess I felt all of the same things that anxiety that self-doubt that imposter syndrome and it can be like really exhausting and deflating as a student and as student life is already quite chaotic with um, I guess the changing environment the unexpected um, or changing timetables you know moving around hospitals and stuff so I guess how best do you think or what's your advice I guess for students navigating those feelings and that that kind of exhaustion that comes with it 
Yeah, absolutely. It is exhausting and draining when you are battling with your mind all the time. I think knowing first up that you're not alone in how you're feeling and imposter syndrome from a neurolinguistic point of view is actually where your subconscious mind, which is that 95%, it's that deeper part of your brain is not on board yet with where you're going. So it, it identifies you as something else other than where you're going. And so really when we want to shift this, we've got to shift our identity from the deeper level. Mm. But the first thing to realize is what you're telling yourself in your mind. So what your, your words are that come through, how you speak to yourself. Are you asking yourself really good quality questions or questions that are not serving you like, why are you so stupid or why did you do that? And having that, you know, judgmental mean girl voice come in. So I'd first become aware of that and you can do like a simple exercise where for like a week you really write down the thoughts that come through when you feel in that state and look back over them and you'll start to see the, the patterns that you're running emerging. But I'd first become aware of how you're speaking to yourself and then start to pick up on the meanings behind it. So like, you know, when you are like asking yourself, or well, why did you do that? Or why are you so stupid? Like underneath that, looking at what is actually there. Mm. And then I'd start to shift that and ask yourself better quality questions. So when that thought comes through, you ask yourself the not great question and then you get the feeling I would then flip it and ask yourself questions that are going to empower you like okay how can I make this work or what do I need to improve on with this you know without judgment just asking yourself those better questions because the quality of your life actually is in direct correlation with the quality of questions that you ask Mm -hmm. yourself so if you want to switch up your mindset then ask yourself better questions and again it might take some work it does take that being kinder to yourself and going back to the rituals I mentioned before these are pivotal over this time to really calm your mental chatter and your nervous system so there are so many things that you can do in that regard so deep self-care is really non-negotiable when you're going through this looking at what's coming up for you working through your emotions and holding yourself through your experiences a lot of us suppress or you know, push to the side how we're feeling. And when you do that, it's actually all embedded in your nervous system anyway. And it creates these patterns more so. But if you think about your emotions as a beach ball and, you know, you're trying to hold that beach ball down under the wave and you're trying to hold it, trying to hold it. And then all of a sudden it's going to pop up. It might hit you in the face. It might hit someone else in the face, but it's never at a convenient time. And this is exactly what happens with our emotions. So start your good habits now working through that. Again, like we're often our own worst critics. So going back to that self-compassion, finding ways to talk to yourself in a kinder way, finding a supportive community. So like, you know, your beautiful podcast is a beautiful community that you are literally like talking about all the things that need to be spoken about within uni, but are not. So finding your tribe is so empowering doing the inner work as well to prepare you for the workforce. So 
most of our patterns are subconscious, which is why doing the subconscious work and breaking through on this level literally changes the way that your brain thinks, but also how you act and feel and start clearing before you step into an even more triggering healthcare role and then starting to create who you want to become. So like I mentioned, you know, that imposter syndrome, your unconscious mind, your subconscious, unconscious, the same thing, they, it doesn't understand that you're moving forward. It's trying to keep you safe. It's trying to keep you back where you're familiar, back in your comfort zone, but that's not conducive with you stepping into your power as a nurse, right? So instead of telling yourself, oh, I'm just a student nurse, start telling yourself like, no, I'm a valued healthcare worker. Like I am literally here helping and serving and bringing my energy, bringing my knowledge and, you know, start telling yourself like I'm here to become the best nurse I can be and I'm helping out my fellow colleagues and I'm bringing the good vibes like whatever you need to tell yourself start telling yourself that because when you tell yourself oh I'm just a student nurse literally your physiology and how you show up mm. then is affected by that and that's how you show up whereas when you're showing up in your confidence and your power and your value that's how you show up and you know People can notice the difference when you are, you know, showing up and thinking, oh, I'm just a nurse, I'm, I'm not valuable and all those sorts of things, just a student nurse, sorry. Or they can also notice when you're like, no, I'm here to help, you know, I'm valuable, I'm a valued member of the team. And that energy is so, so different and it will change your whole experience of, being a student when you show up from that space as well and there's nothing to say that you can't there is absolutely nothing wrong with being confident in who you are and still being open to learn and open to feedback wow that was the best I think I needed to hear that so I hope that other people listening are like wow yeah that is exactly what I needed to hear I love I loved the curiosity element of it and the quality questioning. I think that they're two really, really um, like they're great qualities to have and hearing you talk about them, I'm like, oh my God, that is something that I should definitely take on board a lot more, that quality questioning and empowering myself. And that self-talk is huge as well. I think as students, we, that, oh, I'm just a student, that is like, the most common catchphrase that we all tell ourselves because yeah like it, it's deflating to say but it's how I don't know we're kind of conditioned to feel in this way and it's obviously I think a little bit uh systemic I think hospital care system yes. can be quite systemic and so being on the mm. bottom almost makes you feel like you should act like you're on the bottom but I love that you're like that's not your role you can step into you can bring positive vibes you can be confident in yourself and you're you, you should because it will empower you as a nurse and I guess reflect in the healthcare that you can provide and the person that you are yeah 100 percent. and we need you like you are the future of nursing so don't ever forget that like don't let anybody make you feel small or unworthy because you're so worthy and you are so, so needed like now more than ever. Yeah, we, we feel that. <laughs> um, I loved as well, you, you touched on it briefly, but are you able to dive a little bit more into boundaries and why boundaries are so important yeah. in creating like a healthy work, like work-life balance and self-preservation? And I guess what advice would you have on how to better build personal and work boundaries? 
Yeah, absolutely. So boundaries will literally save you as a student and as a nurse, they will save you. So they're very, very important. And it all starts with yourself. So starting with you and your boundaries and your word to yourself will actually set the tone for everything else in your life, every relationship, everything else that you put up with. So when you are, especially when you're setting up your self-care routine, everything in that regard, when you tell yourself, okay, I'm going to go for this walk and you don't go for the walk and then your mental chatter comes in and it's like, well, you know, you never go for the walk. You always say you're going to, you never do, blah, blah, blah. You're breaking your own boundary there. You know it's going to be good for you and you're letting yourself down. It's very easy to let ourselves down as opposed to letting other people down. So starting with yourself and starting small and building that self-trust back up and starting to stick to your word of doing what you know you need to do for you in your life and setting this up now, having these solid boundaries will hugely help you later on in the future. But to figure out where you need better boundaries in areas of your life in terms of maybe relationships or workplace, start to sit and look at the areas of your life that frustrate you the most and start there because we can't change the circumstances around us but we can change how we're responding and what we put up with so maybe you overgive in friendships it's time to set a boundary there or do you drop everything for everyone else at the detriment of your own life then it's time to set a boundary and start looking at your life kind of from taking a step back in that observer perspective And figure out, okay, where do I need to install these boundaries? Because no one will do it for you. And, you know, especially in a hospital setting as a student, if you are asked to do something outside of your scope of practice, if you do it, it's it's on you. It's your responsibility. So having the internal courage to say, no, I'm not comfortable to do that. Or, you know, that's outside of my scope of practice is going to not only save your registration but allow you to honor yourself and honor what you know you need and and what you can and can't do both really great points to be making and it's so true I think um I think it kind of goes back to what you're saying as well when you start to pour into yourself and empower yourself then you kind of develop the language to go okay this is a boundary that I can see is about to be crossed because someone's asking me to do something but I have enough self-love to be like, okay, no. And then the confidence to be like, actually, you're crossing my boundary right now. And then I guess future you is like, thank you. Because, you know, I think everyone can relate to a situation where your boundaries have been crossed. And then that feeling after it, that like shame and guilt of like, oh my God, why did I do this? And then you think, oh my God, I'm not good enough or I'm not this. And that self-hate talk that just spirals really. Exactly. And then you're letting yourself down by not honoring yourself. And so is as well, like check in with yourself. So before you do something, check in with that gut feeling with your intuition and, and think about, okay, is this the right move for me? Because often, especially in a fast paced environment, we can get caught up and just going, going, going. And then we don't stop to think about things. So just check in, do like 
10 second check-in okay how does this feel in my body because your body is like such a barometer for your intuition so start to get in tune with that and if it doesn't feel right then honor that and start honoring yourself more and the more you do this it's like a muscle you know the the stronger you will get and soon you'll just be like yeah no yes no and and you'll just really have that quick response from from your intuition as we move into 2022, say somebody has just come across your work and they've just decided, okay, I want to pour back into myself more. I want to empower myself. I want to get curious and ask quality questions. What advice would you have for people starting this new year afresh, going into whatever year degree they're in, or if they're in their grad year or say even their second year out as a nurse, what kind of advice would you have on where a good starting point is for them? Yeah, absolutely. So I would say healthcare is not how it always will be at the moment, first up. So know that like you're stepping into this career at such a unique time and this too shall pass, but also looking at it as an opportunity to really like gain valuable insights, experience and skills in this world that we're living in that you otherwise wouldn't have been able to get the experience of. So really embracing that and looking after yourself first and foremost. So a lot of people get to the end of the day and they realize like, oh, I I haven't poured into myself today. I haven't done anything for myself. And then they don't have the energy to then and there because they've given all their, all their vibes away for the day. And so putting yourself first and, and, you know, you will know how you can do that, whether that is implementing a ritual, whether that's, you know, getting a hobby or joining a class or doing something for you that's so pivotal because it's very easy to get caught up in you know the productivity and the the grind and the hustle of like studying and working and and life right like there's so much to juggle so if you're not okay nobody else is going to be okay and your career doesn't matter if you're not okay so put yourself first I would also say look for the beautiful moments in between the chaos. So looking for the times where you get to be with someone when they're in pain and holding your patient's hand and just those like really beautiful moments that you get to experience by being in this crazy environment of healthcare and seeing like the other side of humanity, like the vulnerable, the raw, the the huge spectrum of emotion and situations that you get to see being in this environment that that, you know the everyday person doesn't and it does shape you it does give you a huge perspective and a deeper one on humanity and and on the world I'd also say like the friendships that you're going to create with your fellow students and your colleagues like really cherish them because those are the most beautiful friendships and you know I think that when you go through something like studying and working in this crazy environment with someone else you are literally forming this deep friendship that you otherwise would not have created and you you bond over that on a deep level Mm. and the other thing I'd say is there's a lot of pressure and stress and heaviness out there so know that when people are under pressure, they often project their very baseline human emotions and patterns. So just knowing that everyone's projecting from their own reality. So if you think about 
your own life and everything that's happened in your own life, you know, right from birth for you to be created as you are now and why you act the way you do. If you think about that being so individual for every single person, when you come into contact with someone and they're maybe not a nice person, knowing that that is their shit and not yours and not taking things personally. I know as a student, it is so easy to take things to heart. And over time you do develop thicker skin and you do see more and more and you understand like, okay, that's their stuff. But I'm, if you can implement that now and just know that everyone's projecting their own stuff into the world, knowing that will really save you some pain later on. And like I said before, like just knowing that you're the future of nursing. So like own it. I love that. That was a great way to conclude this episode. I think that was a great advice. And I think as we move into 2022, a unique year for, I guess, the current climate, but also just a unique year because every year is. And so I love the empowerment you've just provided with all of us to then move into this year. Uh, where can all of the listeners here find you? Yeah, so you can go to my website, which is www.thebreakthroughnurse.com.au or I'm on Instagram a lot of the time, which is at The Breakthrough Nurse, um, Facebook page, The Breakthrough Nurse, or I do have my podcast, which is Bequeen Yourself, the podcast too. So you can find me there. Yes, I love Bequeen Yourself. I'm very excited for more episodes because I love listening to it. It's like, the, like it's, it's like a TED Talk for nurses. I love it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I love that. Thank you so much for joining me today, Han. And like always, you guys can find us at Get the Scope. Bye. Okay, bye.